This episode is brought to you by Hover. You're a proactive person, right? I know you are. That's why you're listening to this podcast, because you're always looking to improve yourself. But what about your online presence? Does it represent you and your ideas accurately? Or is it time for an upgrade? If so, Hover.com is the place to start. Whether you're looking for a .me extension to house your personal portfolio or the perfect domain name to embody your latest idea, Hover has 400-plus domain name extensions to choose from. So if you've got an idea you're passionate about, start laying the groundwork now by heading over to Hover.com slash hurry slowly to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-O-V-E-R dot com slash hurry slowly. I'm Jocelyn K. Gly, and this is Hurry Slowly, a podcast about pacing yourself, where I explore how you can be more productive and creative through the simple act of slowing down. Have you ever had that weird feeling where you know there's something you should be worrying about, but you just can't seem to remember what it is? I think it's a distinctly 21st century sensation. This vague but ever-present haze of anxiety that hovers in the background of our days. This feeling that there's always something more you could be doing, should be doing, or something that you're missing out on. When you live your life in a rush, anxiety is a constant companion. Which is why I like to ask all of my guests on the show what they spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about. And typically, their responses are as insightful as they are vulnerable. This is a supercut of my favorite answers to the question, what gives you anxiety? I mean, I think what gives me anxiety is just feeling like I didn't use the day up. The unknown, uncertainty, and forces beyond my control. Uh, The fear of future regret. I seem to spend a lot of time worrying that I'm going to regret things I'm doing in the future. I don't actually regret things in life, but I'm often worried that I'm going to regret them in the future, which is completely irrational and annoying, and I'd like to not, uh, I'd like to not have that. Not having a goal. I can't handle it. I feel uh, anchorless. I feel adrift. Yeah, I, I feel like a cat on a hot tin roof. You're just like looking for your next thing, and it's, um, that gives me tremendous anxiety. For a long time, to be honest, money gave me anxiety because my parents didn't have so much money when I grew up. And I think in some way I had a transfer of their anxieties to me, even though I've always done well. I've always had great jobs. Now I'm an entrepreneur. Everything goes well. But it was until um, a year and a half I've lost my best friend. And he, he was the only person on earth I was sharing this very intimate and secret anxiety with. And I've lost him. And since then, I'm like, for some reason, it freed me from this anxiety. For some reason, it's like as if when he's gone, he's gone with it. And I'm like, you have to enjoy life. And you've always done well and better and better. So keep it on the low now and don't be so anxious. I get a lot of anxiety about things I cannot control But I find that most things that I um, am worried about not being able to control, I can address 
on a local level in a way that makes me feel a little bit more empowered. The way, the way I look at it is you basically have to just do your best and that's all you can do. So I know you used to worry years when we first started, you worry about the competition or you worry about this or you worry about that, or you see some news item. Like you can't control any of those things. You can't do anything. All you can do is your best. Um, and so that's what I just try and do. I try to have my best, you know, do my best work as often as I can. And, and, and that's it. So there's nothing to be anxious about there. I have really disciplined myself well to not have anxiety. It's a Buddhist technique where you recognize that all negative emotions like anxiety or fear or worry come from not getting what you want. They all have the same source. And you then recognize with humility that, well, some things you can't get. There's something in the, in the Buddhist tradition or the Zen tradition, it's called uh, karma, which are circumstances beyond your control. Some things, you know, the world is not simply going to give me everything I want. Um, so, the, so whenever you have anxiety, you say, okay, so I'm, clearly there's something I want that I can't have. What is it? What part of that is within my control and what part of that is outside my control? That part which is within my control, well, let me figure out how to, what to do. And that part that's outside of my control, I have to let it go. And I'm telling you that's the secret. As you no doubt picked up on, there's at least one common theme that seems to drive people's anxiety. And that's a sense of feeling out of control. And whenever I feel this way, I found that doing some variation of what intuition researcher Bill Duggan just recommended really does work. This practice of identifying the things that you can control and should focus your energy on and acknowledging the things that you can't control and probably should not focus your energy on. I find it's most useful if you actually put pen to paper as you go through this process. I don't think just doing it mentally in your head works as effectively. It's better if it actually feels like you're dumping all of the contents of your brain out onto a piece of paper and then sifting your worries into these two categories of what's within your control and what's not. Then, rather than just having this whirlwind of anxieties on loop in your brain, you can break the cycle and identify some realistic next steps for dealing with those worries. Or at least, that's the hope anyway. I do think it's worth bearing in mind that at least a little bit of neurotic anxiety is a pretty normal part of the creative process. Because without it, we probably wouldn't be motivated to do much of anything. In order from start to finish, those answers were from Austin Kleon, Scott Belsky, Oliver Berkman, Kim Chambers, Fanny Auger, Alyssa Walker, Jason Freed, and Bill Duggan. Full interviews with all of the folks included in this supercut are available in the podcast feed right now if you're curious to listen. And I've put links to each of them in the show notes. This episode was produced by Matt Susich, and our theme song is by Devin Craig Johnson. If you'd like to be notified when new episodes come out, you can subscribe to our extremely good-looking newsletter at hurryslowly.co slash newsletter. Thanks again for listening, and remember to take your time.